today. <laughs> and then uh, we will also uh, talk about the next candle, the candle of peace. And uh, we will share that with you as well. Alright, uh, so Luke chapter 2, verses 9 through uh, 14. Alright, if you would, stand with me as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord. As the angels came out that night, and these are the words in which they have said, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And you shall, uh, there shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them in the heavens, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. Father, we ask that as we come this day to celebrate this Advent time of the Lord, we ask that, Father, as we look back to the, the, the promise of His coming, to help us to look forward to the promise of His coming. We thank You, Father, that You have promised us not only uh, that You are coming, but You have given us peace along the way. So, Lord, would you stir our hearts today? Speak to us through your word, we ask, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. This morning, as we go back to our time of Advent, I wanted to just make note that uh, we tried to be biblically correct with our nativity set up. We have uh, the nativity over there with the shepherds. We have the, the wise men on their journey still. They've got to come through Advent to get to Jesus. So I told them that I would make that point. I made them put it up, you know. So they said, okay, you tell them. The second candle we're lighting today, the first is that hope, the hope of the promise of the coming of the Lord. The second today is the advent of peace. The Lord promises us some peace. And I want to talk to you this morning about the peace that Jesus brings. In Luke chapter 2, in verses 9 through 14, we hear that familiar story of the angels as they came out that fateful night and shared with those shepherds out in the field about the, the birth of Jesus. One of the things that I love about Christmas is right here, the nativity scenes. My wife has collected many, many nativity scenes over the years. I have bought her many of them because we both love the nativity scene. There's nothing more peaceful than the nativity scene. Seeing Joseph and Mary hovering over the baby Jesus and the, the, the gathering of the shepherds and the animals and, and just the peace by night. Growing up on a farm, I remember going out into the barn, um, you know, uh, in the evening hours after dark in the wintertime, as you know, it gets dark very early. And, and I remember many a times being out there, and, and, and as the animals are settling down for the night, there's just something peaceful about it. And I think about that very experience uh, that Jesus had as he was brought into this world. You know, when Mary and Joseph there, as, as Jordan just sang that beautiful song for us to remind us, Oh, holy night, round yon virgin, uh, uh, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. 
We long for peace in our lives. Yet, peace is sadly lacking in the world in which we live in today. People are full of worry and anxiety, and especially this time of year, it seems as though it is exponentially added to. Relationships are full of conflict and stress. The world is full of conflict and war. We can't turn on our news without hearing of a skirmish somewhere. But that's where Jesus comes in. Because Jesus is not only the hope of Christmas, He is also the hope of our peace. And it is only in Christ that we will truly obtain peace on this earth. Part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas message, is that Jesus brings us peace. But what kind of peace does Jesus bring to us? I want to share with you four pieces Parts of peace that Jesus brings to us. First of all, we find that Jesus brings peace with God. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that we are not naturally at peace with God. The Bible tells us that our sin has separated us from our God. And it is only through Jesus and the faith that we have in Him and the the work that He did on Calvary's cross that we are brought into a relationship of peace with God our Creator. Otherwise, we are on the outside looking in. The Bible says that while we were yet at enmity, at war with God, He sent His only begotten Son so that we might have a relationship of peace. When God first sent the angel Gabriel to Mary... He sent Gabriel with a message of peace. Mary was troubled at the sighting of the angel's greeting. But the angel spoke words of peace and assurance to her, telling her that she need not to be afraid because God was with her and that she had found favor with God. Have you ever stopped to ask the question, why did Mary, or how did Mary, or how does anybody ever find favor with God? We only find favor by putting our faith and trust in Him. The only way that Mary found it was that she believed in the promise of a coming Messiah. Like so many of the Old Testament believers before her, she had faith that Christ, in Christ before Christ became. And now God was chosen her to be the vessel through which He would bring forth His only begotten Son into the world. God also sent an angel to her espoused husband, Joseph. Mary's husband-to-be heard that she was pregnant. And the first thought that we find is that uh, uh, Joseph was confused. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, she, Mary, will give birth to a son and to you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus actually means salvation. Jesus was given his name because he was the promised Savior who would come to bring peace with God by saving us from our own sin. How did Jesus do this? Why is it that everyone who seems to put their faith in Christ finds peace with God. My friends, it's simply because it is what Jesus did 
at the cross. Jesus was born into this world so that He might die on a cross for you and for me. So that our sins would be forgiven and that we could be restored into a right relationship with God. That God would grant to us His favor, His peace. We read in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5, He, the Lord, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. And by His wounds we are healed. You see, my friends, you and I can do nothing to establish the peace of God in our life. You and I can do nothing to make our relationship right with God other than to put our faith and trust in what Jesus did for us. As we think about the Christmas experience, we think about the the Christmas time, the season in which we're living in. We think about a baby that was born in a manger so long ago, but what does that have to do with us? Everything. Because it was through that baby that God said you can be right with me. And it is through Him that you and I have been made right. God gives us peace with Him through Christ. The second peace that I want you to see this morning is that Jesus brings peace with self. The truth of the matter is that if you know anything about yourself, you know that sin not only separated us from God, but sin also brings separation from our own being. We are at conflict within ourselves. The Bible says that there is a war raging within all of us. A battle between the flesh and the spirit. The Bible says that there is a great conflict that our sin has created within every human being. And only Jesus can bring peace to that conflict. Only Jesus can restore a right relationship with God as He restores a right relationship within. It is that the Apostle Paul said that old things are passed away, that behold, all things become new. We have a constant fighting, anxiety, and stress and inner turmoil going on. And each and every one of us desperately seeks inner peace. And Jesus came not only to bring peace with God, but also personal peace within ourselves. God had promised a man by the name of Simeon that he would not see death until he had seen the Messiah. The Holy Spirit moved Simeon that faithful morning to go to the temple and to be there just as Joseph and Mary walked through the gates holding their newborn baby. Just an infant. But yet, immediately, the Spirit of the Lord reminded Simeon of the promise that he had made unto him. And he went to Mary and Joseph and he took the baby. And he held the baby in his arms and he looked into his eyes. And then he lifted up the baby to say, Sovereign Lord, you have promised that you will now dismiss your servant in peace. For I have seen the salvation which you have prepared in all the sight of the people. Simeon is a wonderful example of how Jesus brings inner peace 
into one's life. We sometimes talk about our bucket list, what we want to accomplish, what we want to do, what we want to see before we leave this world. It seems as though this Simeon had a small bucket list and it simply was that he wanted to see the Messiah. He wanted to see the salvation. He wanted to to be inner peace. He wanted that which God had promised all of humanity. Simeon not only had one thing on his bucket list, he wanted to see and meet the Savior before he died. And when he did, he was able to say, Lord, now let thy servant depart. In peace. He had that inner peace. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, my friends, not only will you receive a peace with God that you don't deserve, but God promises that He will make a new creation within you that will be at peace within itself. And you will have a relationship with Christ in a way that you have never known before. Philippians 4 instructs us this way. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and uh, supplication with thanksgiving, present your request unto God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Notice this wonderful peace of God is also available only to those who have placed their faith in Christ. The Bible says the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Hear the beautiful words that the Lord Jesus said in in John chapter 14. All so often I read these verses when I'm standing at the graveside of a loved one just to remind the family of what the Lord has said. Peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Jesus not only brings peace with God, my friends, but He brings peace within ourselves. That turmoil of the battle of the flesh has been won in Jesus Christ. Thirdly, Jesus brings peace with others. The angels proclaimed that night that not only would God bring peace with God. Not only would Jesus bring peace within yourselves, but He would bring peace with others. We have a wonderful example of that in the early uh, Christmas story when Joseph first heard that Mary was pregnant. He considered breaking off the engagement. He must have been terribly hurt and confused thinking that Mary had become unfaithful to him. But then we read in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, after he had considered these things, after he had pondered them for a while, the Lord sent an angel to him and shared a message. But listen, the message was a message of peace. And he said unto him in a dream, Joseph, son of David, be not afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. If Mary had been pregnant by any other means or any other one, Joseph would have likely have broken off the engagement, but he was not any ordinary child. 
This was Jesus. And he was conceived in her from the work of the Holy Spirit, that virgin birth, that miracle that hasn't happened before and hasn't happened since, that God himself did that day. So Jesus, even before he was born, brought peace between Joseph and Mary as he kept their marriage from coming apart. We go through many challenges in life. And one of the most difficult is when our relationships are in turmoil. That's when we need to ask Jesus a simple question. Prince of Peace, will you come into my heart? Will you restore my relationship with peace? Will you intervene and will you reconcile? And will you restore that which is broken? We read this about Jesus in Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 2 and verse 14. For He Himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus came to break down the barriers, to bridge the gap, to bring the people together and to restore peace to our damaged relationships. Jesus not only brought peace between us and God, He not only restored an inner peace that had been broken, But he said, I have come to tear down the wall of partition and bring peace to one another. And finally, this morning, Jesus will bring peace to the earth. In a day and time when it seems as though that there is more bickering and fighting and wars and rumors of wars and struggles and hardships hard for us to think that the earth in which we live in today that there could possibly be any peace. But I want you to go back to the words of the angel that night and listen to his words. Because he said in Luke chapter 2, look at verses 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. This is a peace that has been prophesied all the way back into the Old Testament. Isaiah said, as we read the wonderful prophecies about Jesus in Isaiah 2 and verse 4, He will judge between the nations and He will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Now on first look, one might ask the question, Well, preacher, how do you know that they were speaking about Jesus and, and not about God in general? Well, we just go a few more chapters ahead and and, and Isaiah explains who it is that's going to come, that's going to bring that kind of peace to the world. In Isaiah chapter 9, we find the wonderful words that he says, For to you a child is born, 
to you a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and you will be called, or he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. It's a clear prophecy, my friends, about none other than Jesus who would be born as a child who would be called the Prince of Peace and who one day would rule in peace over all of the earth. But can I tell you that it gets better than that? It sure does. You see, the promise here doesn't just stop there. You see, it gets better than that because the peace on earth is not only an end to wars among all nations. It even extends to the nature and to the animal kingdom. For again, in Isaiah chapter 11, we read in verses 6 through 9, the wolf will lie down with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of a cobra and the young child will put his hands into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy all of the holy mountain. And the earth will be full of all of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see, Jesus is not only the peace, the Prince of Peace over war, but He is the Prince of Peace over all of nature, for He Himself created it. And if that ain't good enough, can I tell you it gets better than that? You see, not only does He end all the world's wars, not only does He bring peace among the nature and among the animal kingdoms, but there is even a better peace than that because the Bible tells us that Jesus brings peace to the whole of the universe. The Scripture tells us in the book of Romans that the earth is moaning and groaning because of the sin. And the world is is going to destroy itself. But yet God promises to bring heaven and earth back together. In Colossians chapter 1 and verses 19 and 20, listen to what the Apostle Paul said. For God was pleased to have all of the fullness dwell in Him and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. See, the Bible tells us that because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross, not only has He brought a relationship with you, not only that has He restored that peace between you and God, but He's restored that inner peace in your heart. And He said, you don't have to be at odds with your fellow man anymore. Because God has broken down the wall of partition, the the troubles between man. And then he said, listen, I've come to bring peace upon the earth. The heavens and the earth shall be restored and renewed. The way that Jesus brings this peace with God, with self, with others on earth is through the cross. You see, when we think of the cradle, we think of the innocence of a baby, we think of the cross, and we think of the cruelness 
of humanity. But if it weren't for the cradle to the cross, there would be no peace at all. Jesus coming and taking on human flesh does not bring that peace. Yes, it's a peaceful scene. Yes, it's beautiful to look at and beautiful to imagine. But the truth of the matter is, it wasn't until the cross that peace was given. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, and take it away. But the peace that I give you is for eternity. God says, I want to give you that peace. So I ask you the question this morning, do you have the peace of God in your heart? Do you have the peace of self? Are you at peace with your fellow man? And are you looking for a day when God will restore a peace in this world? I am. But without the shedding of the blood, without the finished work of Calvary's cross, there will be no peace. Without Jesus being born on Christmas Eve, there would be no cross. If there was no cross, there would be no grave. If there was no grave, there would be no resurrection. If there be no resurrection, there to be no promise of eternal life. You see, my friends, Christmas is important. Not because we get gifts or not because we've received a gift, but because it was the beginning point of God restoring peace, His peace, to that which He had created. You and me, the animals, and the world. God's greatest desire is to renew and restore peace in His creation. And He did it by dying so that by His stripes we can be healed. By His death we can receive peace. If you're here this morning and have never received the peace of God, what greater gift can one give? What greater response can one have than to put our faith in Jesus Christ? To place our faith in the one who wants to bring peace to us. The one and whom the Lord Himself. Yep. The one in whom the Lord Himself wants to bring. So as you watch this video, as we close this morning, I want you to think about the fact that if you have not received the peace of God yet, then my friends, what are you waiting for? Why won't you come today? Why won't you see that God has promised a gift for all who will believe? Let's pay attention.
in the presence of the Lord if there is one that is here today Father that is struggling Lord there's an absence and an absence of peace in their life with God I pray that you would reveal to them that God is calling them that he desires to renew and restore that relationship the relationship that our sin has separated us from God Lord, there's an inner conflict. It tells us that things are not right. We're not living the way that we need to be living. We're not following the Scripture the way that it's called us to follow it. Lord, would you just cause us to repent of our sin? Turn away. And find that peace that comes from within. Through obedience through Jesus Christ. Lord, for the conflicts that we have one with another, Lord, I pray that the Prince of Peace would show us that He has taken our stripes for the offenses of others. May we restore the broken relationships with God. Father, as we look around our world, we see the hatred and the animosity or we feel it even sometimes against ourselves the world hates what we stand for would you let our light so shine would you let the love of Jesus and the peace of God radiate from us Lord if there's one that needs you today just speak to their hearts, I pray. Would you just minister grace to them? Give them opportunity, O oh Lord, to receive. 
you're here today with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you've not received the Lord,